When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is Zach Riddle. I'm here with Laura Heck. This is our 20th episode, which I think is kind of a big deal. When you're uh, when you're on TV and you get 100 episodes, that makes you special. And I've decided that when you're a podcast and you have 20 episodes, that makes you special. So um, stick with us. We're going to uh, celebrate. Hey. Hi, Zach. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm having it's girls Friday. night tonight. Oh, yeah? Yep. The reason it's Friday is because we usually record on Thursday, but now it's Friday. <laughs> the reason it's Friday is because it's Friday, just so you yeah, know. No. But the reason I said happy Friday is because it's not Thursday. Okay. Do you know why I love Friday? Mm, I actually do know why you love Friday. I'm going to tell everyone. Okay. I love Friday because Friday is the day that I get my mental health break, which means I get a... Nap. Nap. Yes. No so, naps. I'm do you so know what that's excited. from? No naps. Nope. That's no a Trump line. That is not in my vocabulary. Mm. Yeah. I take like a nap almost every day. Always have. I used to take my lunch break in my car where I would have a blanket and a pillow and I would take a 45 minute nap. Right on. Cool. Yeah. For my first job out of college. And ever since then, I'm just a daily napper. Right on. Very yeah. Good. So what's going on in your life? What's new? Uh, I'm just getting ready for a nap. No, just I'm getting just getting ready. <laughs> Um, you know what though Um, this is important this is about mental health Uh, I I got uh, one of those weighted blankets Um, I know what those are yes it's been uh, super cool because it it really has changed the way that I sleep I got it myself because I suffer from a little bit of anxiety and it really just helps me stay still and calm and my sleep is so much better under that. Blanket. You have to tell them. You have to tell them what a weighted blanket is. By yeah, the I mean, way, this is not a, not sponsored. But if you mention yeah. like the company, maybe they will sponsor us. We continue to not be sponsored, although we do have an exciting <laughs> announcement at the end of this podcast. Um, yes, we do. The um, no, it's basically just a down comforter with pockets. Uh, you know, just like mm-hmm. any other comforter. But instead of having down inside of it, it's got rice or beans or something. So my blanket is twenty five pounds. Um, yeah. So and how big nice. is it? Is it like like a twin size or like a throw? Uh, I'd probably call it like a full size. It's not quite mm-hmm. a queen size blanket, but um, it's bigger than a twin for sure. How do you wash it? I don't. You don't. Stinky. No, I've only had it. I don't know. I've only had it for like three weeks, so I haven't washed it. That's really cool. I had a I'll client you know. that um, made her daughter a weighted blanket, and she said she put $200 She turned her daughter into a weighted blanket? She sure did. Yep. <laughs> she <laughs> And it was $200 worth of materials. So if you're out there and you're thinking, what's a weighted blanket? And then you start seeing all these hundreds of dollars, just know that that's pretty average. That's pretty normal for it to be she, kind of expensive. She made a weighted blanket for her daughter. Yes. Is that not what I said? You said she made her daughter a weighted blanket. Okay, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Words. Hey, um, what have you got going on? You, you're eating, uh, what are you eating? Guacamole. 
Ooh. Okay. So here's the guacamole <laughs> trick and why I'm so excited about it is that um, I just discovered this. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. And I probably started, I bought, I don't know. Anyway, so I went to Costco. I buy guacamole. Usually I buy these I know, serving sizes for a family. And then right next to it are these little individual cups and they're, I don't know, 80 calories, but it's just a one person serving of guacamole. And uh, truth be told, I probably go through three of them in a day, but I'm excited because you you open one and it never goes bad because you finish it in, in one sitting. Oh, so right that's on, cool. my that's my that's what I'm grateful for for today. Nice. And for the record, we continue to not be sponsored by Costco or by guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> or the avocados of California. The avocado industry does not sponsor this podcast. <laughs> um, so I had this uh, weird experience last week that I want to talk about because. Um, I found myself getting mad at this couple in my practice. Um, Tell me. I don't get mad I'm, a lot. I never get mad at couples. I, well, I don't get mad at like, cool. I don't get mad out loud, but I definitely mm-hmm. was like finding myself getting kind of hot because they are kind of this, I don't know, you'd have to call them a traditional couple where, where like he works outside the home and she's there uh, kind of keeping things going on at home and mm-hmm. they both claim to love it, um, mm-hmm. like that it works for them. Yeah, and the power differential between the two of them is so severe that yeah. it made me like recoil a little bit because I'm all for I think you know kind of everybody having their role, but I hate when it, it translates into um, I'm 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 worth more than you because I because mm-hmm. I make the money. Um, yeah, and so I know we've been talking about this a little bit because we disagree a little bit about whether or not. Um, like what's right? Like what's right in terms of the role right. clarity in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but I, I think I'm maybe coming over to your side because it. Uh, well, why don't you tell me about your side? I because okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so I see a lot, and so d- for those of you who are listening, Zach and I both lived in Seattle, Washington. We both practice with couples in Seattle as well. And a couple years ago, I moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, and. I all of a sudden kind of had a broader picture of these roles because in Seattle, I was seeing mostly egalitarian relationships where folks were equally dividing inside and outside the house. Both couples, both partners were working outside of the home. Both partners were taking ownership over the raising of the children, taking ownership over managing finances and household. And then I moved to Salt Lake and I'm seeing more and more traditional roles where one partner is outside of the home making money and and I would say it's mostly the male and then quite a few of the females regardless of how old the children are are maintaining the household and and the child care and so that's the the traditional division and I personally can see it working very well for all couples And the reason why I don't really have a preference one for the other is that I think you can make it work for you. And if it works for you, that's great. But there's some things that either make it or break it, whether you are in a traditional or an egalitarian relationship that I think you have to figure out in order for it to go well. So that's that's where I'm at. Okay. Okay. So um, and that's where I'm probably not because I I live in and I operate in. I know you do to kind of a very equal kind of co- co-leader relationship mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. we share responsibility in all kinds of areas we divvy up things and there's stuff that Rebecca doesn't touch and stuff that I don't touch but for, by and large right. we are sharing the responsibility for our household mm-hmm. and our parenting duties and whatnot and um and I just get frustrated 
when I, I see couples who aren't doing that. And I think maybe I need to lay that down because if they're happy, they're happy. But again, to me, it comes down to power. Like when there's, mm-hmm. when there's a power differential, particularly when a woman is on the downside of it, and this is my fault because it's not my fault, but this is what I get for being the father of two daughters and the, and the husband. <laughs> like I live in a house of, I've sort of been trained to be a feminist, which I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not problematic, but, um, but man, I really, I really just don't like, I just don't like it. But I think if you could sell me on, it's cool if you do it on purpose, yeah. I'm all in. But Well, so exactly. Like the doing it on purpose is I think it doesn't really matter what, what format you take as long as it is something that you do intentionally, that it is an explicit agreement that you are talking about, that you are heading into marriage, or maybe you're, maybe you're already 10 years in marriage and you're saying, you know what? We haven't really talked about this. Like, how do you feel about the fact that you are carrying most of the burden for making the money and I'm carrying most of the burden for maintaining the household and, and raising our children and making sure that they're safe and secure and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and having that conversation. And if one partner says, this is working very well for me. And the other partner says, I don't like it. I'm unhappy. And I actually have had many couples where that's been the case that it worked really well five years ago, but now the kids are in high school and she feels empty and she feels like she doesn't have a role any longer. And there's, there's something missing in her life. Then it's probably time to readjust and take a look at what your roles should be. And maybe it's shifting into more of an egalitarian relationship and any shift, any change, it's going to be uncomfortable because it's new. But I think what's really important is that you recognize that you're not stuck and it's not a rigid format that you have to maintain. Oh, you just blew my mind because I was about to talk about rigidity. Um, okay, go for it. Well, it's I guess I guess power is part of it for me, but also I think if you are stuck, then then you don't really have the foundation for the kind of relationship that's sustainable. And here's what makes me think of that. I have a couple, they were just in here a couple weeks ago and I hadn't seen them in a little while. Um, in part because their life kind of got turned on its head. He was for the longest time kind of the nine to five breadwinner guy. And she was more of a freelancer staying at home, managing the house and the kids. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of a period of time, he got laid off and she got this random like job offer to go to work for a very high paying organization. Um, and they, they are they're, right now what they're doing is adapting. They're light mm-hmm. enough on their feet that they're trying to figure out how do we make this work. Now, neither one yeah. of them is in a role that they really love. He's right. having to learn how to cook and she's yeah. having to learn how to go to work every day. Right. Um, right. But they're but they're making the relationship work because they're not committed they're not to. Stuck. Well, they're not committed to the roles that they had become comfortable in. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they were yeah. able to to adapt. And I think that so it's got to be adaptability. And I think equality for me is less probably about um, division of labor than it is about the amount of influence that you have or the amount of power mm. that's in the relationship. So interesting. That might be that might be why I think I'm so committed to egalitarian is I, my definition isn't who does what. It's it's who has who has uh, the power. Who has the power, who has the influence. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be both people, for sure. So <clears throat> this just brings me to an interesting idea is that in these egalitarian relationships, what I have seen is a fuzziness. If if we are both in charge, if we are both uh, kind of taking care of everything, then how do you decide who's managing what? So just as an example, I'm in an egalitarian relationship, but I am 100% the food 
woman. I mean, I take care. I, I do all the meal prep, all the meal planning. Um, even if Ryan is working with like a nutritionist or something like that, I am the one that's receiving all of those meal plans so that I can prepare the food, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I'm concerned about that and I'm the one that is taking ownership of it, but I'm finding that there's a breakdown in some of these egalitarian relationships when you don't know who is the leader, even though you're both leaders, it's not identified who the leader is in that particular area. You can't have two leaders for everything, right? But you can have one person. Am I saying, am I being clear about this with you? Let me let me let me just take your thoughts and 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 extrapolate them make a, a little and bit. make them better. Got no, it. no, 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 because I think this is it, right? <laughs> I think you can have two leaders as mm-hmm. long as the goal is clear. Um, if you know where you're, what you're trying to accomplish, and I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about True. this couple that um, they don't have, um, they just were raised super differently, and they don't have the same opinions about how to raise their parents, mm-hmm. and so I mean how to raise their children. Yeah. And so, you know, the kid will be at the dinner table and dad will be like, eat your vegetables. Yeah. And mom doesn't care. Mom's like, I'm not that into it. And rather than say, he doesn't have to eat his vegetables. She just goes, eat your vegetables. Because the goal is to stay connected and to stay um, in a balance of power, not to get into a power struggle. Um, Mm -hmm. So it cost her a little bit of her own sense of identity, maybe but not enough of it to diminish the quality of the relationship. So you just brought up something that I actually had a, a real true conversation with a couple about. And I, I essentially said, when one of you feels strongly, if you have energy around something and you're like a nine on a, on a scale of one to 10, I feel very strongly that our kid should eat their vegetables and the other partner is at like a three. I don't really care. So they're going to yield their power which is something that's important in relationships is being able to yield your power and ebb and flow back and forth and say, you, you listen to your father, this whole idea. But what happens if you're a nine? What happens if, if you feel, if you're both a nine? Do you have that conversation do you, in front of your child where you say, I don't think that they need to eat their vegetables. They don't need to finish their plate. That's going to give them a, a food complex that they need to finish their plate. Yeah. What happens if you're both a nine? Do you have that conversation in front of your kid? That's the only question I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say yes. I would say yes if you can have it in a way that's not escalated. Okay. If you can have it in a way that's educational um, mm-hmm. and that maintains the balance of power and maybe even gives power to the, the kid or models that for the kid, then um, then you could – Laura, I had this oh, – okay. So <laughs> um, there was this couple – they came in to me, to me for about, I don't know, eight or nine weeks. And I finally realized that they, they disagreed for sport. Uh-huh. Eat your vegetables. Don't eat your vegetables. Buy the red <laughs> coffee maker. Buy the gray coffee maker. <laughs> I mean, we should go I've on a walk. I've had couples up. like this too. Um, so I was finally like, you guys, seriously, um, why don't you just like take turns? And they're like, that would never work because we would argue over whose turn it was. And I was like, yeah, okay. So... <laughs> So I finally, I said, I figured it out. I've solved it for you. You're both at a nine, 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So flip a coin. Because it just doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter. And 50% of the time, you're going to get what you want. And 50% of the time, you're going to get what you want. Yeah. And you know what happened? They never came back. 
Because <laughs> you solved all their problems. That's or, why. Or they're at a party right now going, yeah, our lunatic therapist was like, yep. just flip a coin, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I never mm-hmm. saw them again after that. So I don't know if the coin flip thing works or not, but that that's my uh, instinct anyway. I, I mean, I personally don't think that it was good advice, but that's fine. They didn't <laughs> right. come back to see you. They yeah. might have thought it was great advice. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we've just been kind of like going back and forth. You know what I would really love to hear from our listeners is one, what kind of relationship are you in? Do you fall into the camp of like currently at this very moment, do you think you fall into egalitarian or do you fall into uh, more of a traditional lifestyle? And, and I want to know how you define both words. Like how okay. do you define egalitarian? Your own definition. How do you define traditional? Because yeah. we might be disagreeing without knowing what we're disagreeing on just simply because we don't have the same definition. Yeah, Yeah, it's just all about language, right? And then I think what I, third thing I want to know is, have you changed? Have you flipped in your current relationship? Have you gone from being maybe in a traditional to more of an egalitarian? And how'd that go for you? I mean, I'm just looking for feedback. I'm really curious. I, we love to talk to people. That's what we do for a living. And so, you know, it's kind of lonely here talking to Zach. So I'd like to talk to you instead. Please. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right on. Because you know what I'm about to do? You about to take a nap, boy? That's right. That's right. Go get under that that weighted blanket. I'm excited about it. I have about two hours before my kids come up from school, and then I'm on duty. Duty, dad, duty. Yeah, right on. Well, I love it. I'm gonna go have two more guacamoles and call it a day. Right on. All right. <laughs> have a good right. weekend, everybody. Even if it's Tuesday, you can still have a good weekend eventually. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to episode twenty. Okay, so we did say that we have some exciting news, and here it is, drumroll please. It is that we created what's called a Patreon page. So Patreon page is a page where you can go, and if you like what we're doing, if you believe in the service that we're offering to couples, if you think what we have to say is interesting, is helpful, then become a patron of Marriage Therapy Radio. You can do so by um, sponsoring us for $5 a month or, you know, a, a $100,000 a month, whatever it is. Um, if you like us more than bee stings, then give us $2 a month. That's great. Uh, but we, we do want to be able to continue to provide value to uh, relationships. And what our ultimate goal is to just simply be able to give you hope and trust that your relationship really can be better. And hopefully by listening to some of the things that we have to say, advice, words of encouragement that we are providing some support to you. So if you want to become a patron of Marriage Therapy Radio, you just need to go to www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash for better. And that's F-O-R-B-E-T-T-E-R. Thanks so much. And as always, we really appreciate and are grateful that you are really putting the time and the effort and energy into making your relationship better. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.